Hello everyone, once again welcome to my channel, how the billionaire CEO SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future by savings. Episode 9, Part 1, Liptop. The Falcon 9 has become SpaceX workshop. The rocket looks like SpaceX. Like a giant white pulse, it sent 224.4 feet tall, it's 12 feet across and weighs 1.1 million pounds. The rocket is powered by nine engines arranged in an octave patterns as it will base with one engine in the center and the eight others in, in, in circling it. The engines connect to the first stage or the main body of the rocket, which bears the blue SpaceX in Ignatia and an American flag. The shortened second stage of the rocket sits on top of the first and is the one that actually ends up doing things in space. It can be outfitted with a rounded container for carrying the satellites or capsules capable of transporting humans. By design, there is nothing particularly flashy about the Falcon 9's output appearances. Its spaceship equivalent of an Apple laptop or a balloon cattle, an Elgin purposeful machine stripped of favorability and rest. SpaceX sometimes uses Van Gogh Air Force Base in Southern California to send up these Falcon 9 rockets, where it not owned by the military. The base will be uh, resolved. The Pacific Ocean runs for the miles along its border and its grounds have wide open scrubby field dotted by the green hills. Nestled into one hilly spot, just as the ocean's edge are a handful of launch pads. On launch days, the White Falcon 9 breaks up the blue and green landscape, opening skyward and leaving no doubt about its intentions. About Four hours before launch, Falcon 9 starts getting filled with an immense amount of liquid oxygen and rocket-grade kerosene. Some of the liquid oxygen vents out of this rocket as it awaits launch and it kept so cold that it boils off and contact with the metal and air, forming the white plumes that stream down the rocket sides. This gives the impression of Falcon 9 huffing and puffing as it limbers up before the journey. The engineer inside of SpaceX mission control monitor these fuel systems and all the manner of the other items. They check back and forth through headsets and being cycling through their launch checklist, consumed by what people in the business call go fever, as they move from one approval to next. Ten minutes before launch, the humans step out of the way and leave the remaining processes up to their automated machines. Everything goes quiet when the tensions build until they arrive before this main event. That's when, out of nowhere, the Falcon 9 breaks the silence of letting out a loud gaps. A white, lachy support structure pulls away from its body, 
the t minus 10 seconds countdown begins nothing much happened from 10 down to 4 at the count of 3 however the engine ignites and the computers conduct a last oh so rapid health check for enormous men to comes hold the rocket down as computing system evaluate all nine engines and measures if as computing system elevate all nine engines and if measures if there is sufficient downward force being produced by the same zero arrives the rocket has decided that all is well enough to go through with its mission and the claims release the rocket goes to war with inertia and then with flames surrounding with its base and snow thick plumes of the liquid oxygen filling the air. It suits up seeing something so large, holds so straight and steady while suspended in the media is hard for the brain to register. It is a foreign inflexible about twenty seconds after lift off. These spectators played safely a few miles away, catching the first faceful of Falcon 9's rumble. Its distinct sound, a sort of staccato crackling that arises from chemicals whipped into the violent fins, point legs vibrate from shockwaves produced by the stream of sonic booms coming out of the Falcon 9's exhaust. The white rocket climbs higher and higher with impressive stamina. After about a nine minute, it just a red spot in the sky, and then proof it's gone. Only a cynical dollar could come away from witnessing this feeling. Anything other than wonder at what a man could accomplish. Poidon marks this spectacle has turned into the familiar experiences. SpaceX has metaphorized from a joke of aeronautics industry into the one of those most consistent operators. SpaceX sends a rocket up about once a month, carrying a satellite for our companies and nations and supplies to the International Space Station, where the Falcon 1 blasting of the towards where the Falcon 1 blasting off for the coverage Where the Falcon 1 blasting off from the coward wing was to work off the startup, the Falcon 9 taking off from Vanderbilt in the work of an aerospace superpower. SpaceX can under undercut its US competitors, Boeing, Lockheed, Martin, Orbital Science, or on price by a ridiculous margin. It is also offered the US customer peace of mind that its rival can't. Where these competitors lay on Russians and the other foreign suppliers, SpaceX makes all of its machines from scratch in the United States because of its low cost. SpaceX has owns once because of its low cost, SpaceX has once again made the United States a player and the worldwide commercial launch market. Its sixty mile per launch cost is much less than what Europe and Japan charge and trumps even the relative bargains offered by the Russian and Chinese who have added benefit of decades of sunk government investment into their space programs as well as cheap labor.
The United States continues to take great pride in having Boeing compete against Airbus and other foreign aircraft makers for some reason, though government leaders and the public have been willing to concede much of the commercial launch market. It's disheartening and sought to shine positions, the total market for satellites, related services, and the rocket launchers needed to carry them to space has exploded over the past decade from about $60 billion per year to more than $200 billion. A number of countries pay to send up their own spy communication and weather satellites. Companies then turn out to space for television internet, radio, weather, the navigations, and imagining uh, uh, services. The machines in space supply the fabric of modern life, and they are going to become more capable and interesting as a rapid pace. A whole new breed of satellite makers have just appeared on the scenes with the ability to answer the Google-like queries about our planet. These satellites can zoom in on lower and remind when cornfields are at big use and they're ready to harvest and they can count cars in Walmart parking lots throughout California to calculate shopping demand during the holiday season. Startups making these types of innovative machines must often turn to Russians to get them into space, but SpaceX intends to charge that. The United States has remained competitive in the most lucrative parts of the space industry, building the actual satellites and complementary system and services to run them. Each year, the United States makes about one-third of all satellites and takes about 60% of the total global satellite revenue. The majority of the revenue comes from businesses done with the U.S. government. China, Europe, and Russia account for almost all of the remaining satellite sales and launches. It is expected that China's role in, in the space industry will increase while Russia has vowed to spend $50 billion on revitalizing its space program. This leaves the United States dealing with two of its least favored nations in the space matters and doing so without much leverage. Case in point, the retirement of the space shuttle made the United States totally dependent on the Russians to get astronauts to the ISS. Russia gets to charge $70 million person for the trip and to cut the United States off as it sees fit during political strikes. At present, SpaceX looks like the best hope of breaking the cycle and giving them American its ability to take people into space. SpaceX has become the free radical trying, radical trying to up, up, up and everything about this industry. SpaceX has become the free radical trying to up and everything about this industry. It does not want to handle a few launches for you, or to rely on government contracts for survival. Mark's goal is to use manufacturing breakthroughs and launchpads. Advance to create a drastic drop in the cost of getting things to space. More significant, he has been testing rockets that can push 
their payloads to space and then return to Earth and land with a supreme accuracy on a pad floating at sea or even their original launch pad instead of having its rocket break apart from after crash crashing into the sea spacex will use reverse thrusters to lower them down softly and reuse them within the next few years spacex expects to cut its price at least one tenth that of its rival reusing its rocket will derive the bulk of this reduction and SpaceX competitive advantage. Imagine one airline that flies this same plane over and over again competing against others that dispose to their planes after airbnb flight. It should be noted that there are many people in the space industry who doubt reusable rockets will work in large part because of the strands and machines and metal go through during launch. It's not clear that the most prized customers will even consider the reuse spacecraft for launch due to, uh, due to their in inherent risks. This is a big reason that other countries and com companies have not pursued the technology. There is a camp of space experts who think Mux is flat out wasting his time and that engineering calculation already proved the reusable rocket to be fools on end. Throughout its cost advantages, SpaceX hopes to take over the majority of the world's commercial launches. And there is evidence that the company is on its way toward doing just that. To date, it has flown satellites for Canadian, European, and Asian customers and completed about two dozens of launches. Its public launch manifest stretched out for a number of years, and SpaceX has more than 50 flights planned, which are altogether worth of than $55 billion. $5 billion. The company remains privately owned with Merck's as the largest shareholder alongside outside. Investors including venture capital firms like Founder Funds and Dr. Fisher Jervistone, giving it a competitive ethos, its viable legs. Since getting past its near-death experiences in 2008, SpaceX has been profitable and it's estimated to be worth of $12 billion. Zip2, PayPal, Tesla, SolarCity, they are all expressions of the monks. SpaceX is monks. Its four banks emanate directly from him as to do its success. Part of this comes from Smirk's initial um, attention to detail and involvement in every SpaceX endeavor. He is hands-on to degree that will make huge Hafner feel inadequate part of its teams from SpaceX being the apotheosis of the cult of Marx, employ fear Marx, they adore Marx, they give up their lives for Marx, and they actually do all of this simultaneously. Marx's demanding management style can only flourish because of the other worldly. In a literal sense, Aspirations of the company 
while the rest of the aerospace industry has been content to keep sending what looked like relics from the 1960s into space. SpaceX has made a point of doing just the opposite. Its reusable rockets and reusable spaceships looks like true 21st century machines. The modernizations of the equipment is not just for show. It, refer, it reflects SpaceX's constant push to advance its technology and change the economics of this industry. Merck does not simply want to lower the cost of deploying satellites and re resupplying the space station. He wants to lower the cost of launching to the point that it becomes economical and practical to fly thousands of or thousands of supply trips to Mars and start a colony. Marx wants to conquer the solar system and as it stands, there are just one company where you can work if that sort of quest gets you out of bed in the morning. It seems unfathomable, but the rest of the space industry has made space boring. The Russians who dominate much of the businesses of sending things and people to space do so with decades-old equipment. The cramped sewage capsule that takes people to the space station has mechanical knobs and curvature screens that appear unchanged from its inaugural 966 flight. Countries new to the space race have mimicked the antiquated Russian and American equipment with maddening accuracy. When young people get into this aerospace industry, they are forced to either laugh or cry at the state of the machine. Nothing sucks the fun out of working on spaceship like controlling it with mechanism lasting in 1960s laundromat and the actual work environment is outmoded as a machine. Hotspot, Harshot College graduates have historically been forced to pick between a variety of slow-moving military contractors and interesting but ineffectual startups. Marx has managed to take this native surrounding the aerospace businesses and turn them into games for SpaceX. He presented the company as anything but an aerospace contractor. SpaceX is a hip, forward thinking place that's brought the box of Silicon Valley, namely frozen yogurt, stock options, speedy decisions making, and a flat corporate structure to state a state industry. People who know Marx well tend to describe him more as a general than a CEO and this is apt. He built, he built an engineering army by having the pick of just about anyone in the business that SpaceX wants. The SpaceX hiring model places some emphasis on getting top marks at the top schools, but most of the attention goes toward sporting engineers who have this exhibited type of personality 
a personality traits over the course of their lives. The company's recruiters look for people who might excel the robot building competitions or to our car racing hobbyists who have built unusual vehicles. The object is to find individuals who owes passions, can work well as part of a team and have real world experiences banding matter. Even if you are someone who writes code of your for your job, you need to understand how mechanical things work, said Dolly Singh, who spent five years as the head of talent acquisition SpaceX at SpaceX. We were working for people that had been building things since they were little. Sometimes these people walk through the front door. Other times, Singh relate on a handful of enterprising techniques to find them. She became famous for trolling through the academic papers to find engineers with very specific skills, goal calling, researchers at labs and clerking for processes engineers out of the college. At trade show and conferences, SpaceX recruiters would interesting candidate they had spotted with the clock and dagger streak. They would hand out blank envelopes that contained invitation to meet a specific time and place, as well as a bar or a restaurant near the event for an initial interview. The, can the candidates that showed up will discover they are among the only a handful of people who have been initiated out of all the conference attendees. They were immediately made to feel special and inspired. Like many each company, SpaceX subject to potential hires to a gauntlet of interviews and tests. Some of the interviews are eyes going chats in which both parties get filled each other out. Others are filled with quizzes that can be quite hard. Engineers tend to face the most rigorous interrogations, although business staffs and salesmen are made to suffer too. Coders who expect to pass through the standard challenges have root awakens. Companies with will typically challenge software and developers on spot by asking them to solve a problem that requires a couple of dozen lines of code. The standard SpaceX problem requires 500 or more lines of code. All potential employees who make their way to the end of the interview process uh, then handle one more tax. They are asked to write an essay for marks about why they want to work at SpaceX. The reward for solving the puzzles, acting clever in interesting views, and painting up a good assets in a meeting in a meeting with monks, he interviewed almost every one of SpaceX's first 1,000 hires. First, he interviewed almost every one of SpaceX's first 1,000 hires, including the generators, technicians, and has continued to interview the engineers as the company's workforce swelled. Each employee receives a warning before going to meet with monks.
the interviews he or she is told will last anywhere from 30 seconds to 15 minutes. Elon will likely to keep on writing emails and working during the initial part of the interview and not speak much. Don't panic. That's normal. Eventually, he will turn around in his chair to face you. Even then, though he might not make actual eye contact with you or fully acknowledge your presence, don't panic. That's normal. In due course, he will speak to you. He will speak to you. From that point, the details of engineers who have interviewed with monks around the government from torturous experiences with someone. He might ask one question or he might ask several. You can be sure though he will roll out of the radio. You are standing on the surface of the earth. You walk one mile south, one mile west and one mile north. You end exactly where you started. Where are you? One answer. Two is the North Pole and most. And most of the engineers get it right away. That's why mugs will follow it. Where else will you be? The other answer is somewhere close to the South Pole where if you walk one mile south, one the circumstance the circumference of the earth becomes one mile. Fewer engineers get this answer and monks will happily walk them through the radio and others can cite and deliver inquisition. During his explanation, he tends to care less about whether or not the person gets the answer than about how they describe the problem and their approach to solving it. When speaking to potential recruiters, Singh tried to energize them and be upfront about the demands of SpaceX and most and of smugs at the same time. The recruiting speech was SpaceX's special process. She said, if you want as hard as it gets, then great. If not, then you should not come here. Once at SpaceX, the new employees found out very quickly if they were indeed up for the challenge. Many of them would quit within the first few months because of the 39 39 plus hours work weeks. Other quite because they could not handle just how direct marks and the other executives, executives were during meeting. Long does not know about you and he has not thought through whether or not something is going to hurt your feelings. Singh said, He's just, he just knows what the fuck he wants done. People who did not normalize to his communication style did not do well. There's an impression that SpaceX suffers from incredibly high turnover and the company has without question 
granite through a few number of parties. Many of the key executives who helped start the company, however, have hung on for a decade or more among the rank and file engineers. Most people stay on or for at least five years to have their stock options. Stock option invest and to seek the project through. This is a typical behavior for any technology company. Space and marks also seems to inspire an energy level of loyalty. Among the rank and file engineers, most people stay on for at least five years to have their stock options vest and to see their projects through. This is typical behavior for any technology company. SpaceX and Mox also seems to inspire an unusual level of loyalty. Mox has managed to con conjure up Steve Jobs like Zill among these groups. His vision is so clear, Singh said. He almost hypnotizes you. He gives you the crazy eye, and it's like I ask, we can get to Mars. Take thee a bit of further, and you arrive at the pleasure pain. Saddle moshistic vibe that comes with walking for Mars. Numerous people, numerous people interviewed for this book decried the work hours. Mark's blunt start and his sometimes ludicrous expectations. Yet, almost every person, even those who had been fired, still worshipped Marx and talked about him in terms agile reserved for superheroes or DPs. SpaceX's original headquarters in Al known were not quite up to the company's desired image as a place where the cool kids want to work. The, this is not a problem for SpaceX's new facility in Hawthorne. The building addresses is one rocket road, and it has the Hawthorne Municipal Airport and several proving and manufacturing companies as neighbors, while the SpaceX building resembles the others in size and shape. Its all-white color makes it the obvious outlier. The structure looks like a uh, gargatuna, a rectangular glacier that's been planted in the midst of particularly solidness, a portion of Los Angeles country's fall. Visitors to SpaceX have to talk past a security guard and through a small executive parking lot where Mark sparks his black model as <clears throat> which which plants the building entirely. The front doors are reflective and hide what's on this inside, which is more white. There are white walls in the foyer and funky white table in the waiting area and a white jack index with a pair of arches sitting in the white pots. After going through the uh, reg uh, registration processes, guests are given a name badge and let into the main SpaceX office space. Mark's cubicle also precise unit sides to the right where he can where he has a couple of celebratory aviation with Maxim cover-ups on the walls picture of his boys next to huge flat screen monitor and various hip uh, knacks on his stacks. 
including a Bloomberg, some books, a bottle of wine, and a giant samurai sword, namely Lady Famous, Famous, which Marx received when he won the Hanulian Prize, an award given for the big achievements in commercial space. Hundreds of other people work in the cubicles and in the big, wide open area. Most of them executive engineers, software developers, and salespeople tapping away on their computers. The conference rooms that surrounded their decks all have space hands, names like Apollo or Werher, Von Braun, and Little Nimplet that explains the label significance. The largest conference rooms have ultra-modern chairs, high backs, sleek red jobs that surround large glass tables while paranormal photo of Falcon, of Falcon 1 taking off the covers or the dragon capsule docking with the ISS hang on the walls in the background. Take away the rocket swag and the samurai sword and this central part of the SpaceX office looks just like what we might find at your run of the table mill silicon run of the mill silicon valley headquarters the same thing cannot be said for what visitors encounter as they pass through a pair of double doors into the heart of a spacex factory the, the 55,000 square foot factory floor it is difficult to process at the first glance it's once continuous space with a garish exploit floors um, white walls and white support floors a small Series worth of near this entire way of the dragon's capsules that has gone to this ISS and returned to the earth hangs from the ceiling with a black bone marks running down its inside, running down its side. Under the capsule on the ground are the pair of 25 foot long landing uh, legs wheeled by the SpaceX uh, to the Lady Falcon rocket come to the gentle rest on the ground after, the, uh, after a fight so it can be thrown again. To the left side of this entire way area, there is a kitchen, and to the right side, there there is the mission control room. It's closed off area, which with the expensive glass windows and fronted by the wall size screens for tracking uh, rockets progresses. It has four rows of decks with about ten computers. It for the mission control star. Step a bit further into the factory, and there are a handful of industrial work areas separated from each other in the most informal way. In some spots, there are blue lines on the floor or to mark off an area, and in other spots, blue work workbenches have been arranged in a square of corner of this space. It's common sight to have one of the Merlin engineer engines raised up in the middle of one of these work areas with a half dozen technicians writing it up and turning it bits and pieces. Just behind this workspace, just behind the workspace is a glass enclosed square big enough to fit to all the dragon capsules. This is a clean room where people must wear lab coats and hairnets to the pillar with the capsules without contaminating them. About 40 feet to the left, there are several Falcon 9 rockets laying next to each other horizontally that have been painted and await transport. There are some areas stuck in between all of these that have blue walls 
may appear to have been covered by fabric. These are the top secret zones where SpaceX might be working on a fanciful astronaut outfit or a rocket part that it has to hide from visitors and employees who type onto the project. There's a large area of its site where SpaceX builds out of its electronics another area for this creating specialized composite materials and monitor from making the burst size fairings that wrap around these satellites. Hundreds of people move about at the same time through the factory, a mix of gritty technicians with the tattoos with the and bandanas and a young white color engineers with sweetie smell of kids who have just come off the playground from um, the building and hints and at its non-stop activity. Monks have left his personal touches throughout the factory. There are small things like a data center that has been bathed in a blue lights to give it the safe feel. The register the refrigerator sized companies computers under the lights have been labeled with a big full block letter to the to make it look like they were made by the Cyberdeen system, the fictional company from the Terminator movie franchise. Near the elevators, Mugs had placed a glowing life-size Iron Man figure. Surely the factory most musking element is the office space that has been built smack dab and it is in, and it's in the center. This is a three-story glass structure with the meeting rooms and decks that raise up between the various welding and construction areas. It looks and feels bizarre to have a see-through office inside and a wave of industry. Marks, though, wanted his engineers to watch what was going on with the machines and all times and to make sure they had a walk through the factory and talk to the technician on the way to their decks. This factory is a temple devoted to the SpaceX, sees as it is major weapon in the rocket building uh, game in-house manufacturing. SpaceX manufactures between 80% and 90% of its rocket engines, electronics, and other parts. It is, it is, it is, it is a strategic it is a strategy that flat out down pumps SpaceX competitors like United Launch Alliances or ULA, which openly brags about defending on more than 200 suppliers to make it end up. ULA, a partnership between Lockheed Martin and Boeing, sees itself as an engine of jobs, so creation rather than the model of inefficiency. A typical aerospace company comes up with a list of parts and that it needs for a launch system and then head of their design and specification to the married third parties who then actually build the hardware. SpaceX stands to build by as little as possible to save money and because it sees depending on suppliers, especially foreign ones as a weaknesses. This approach comes off as excessive at the first blush, companies have made things like radios, power, distribution units for decades, reinventing 
the rule for every computers and machine on the rocket of time. Uh, reinventing the wheel for every computer and machine on a rocket will introduce more chances of, for error and in general be a waste of time. But for the SpaceX, the strategy works in addition of building in its own engines, rocket bodies and capsules. SpaceX designed its own motherboards and uh, circuit sensors to detect, uh, detect the vibrators vibrations, flight computers, and solar panels just by streamlining, but just by streamlining a radio. For instance, SpaceX engineers have found that they can reduce the weight of the device by 20% and the cost of saving for the homemade radio are dramatic, dropping from the $50,000 to $100,000 for the industrial grade equipment used by aerospace companies to the $5,000 for the SpaceX unit. Wow. It's hard to believe that this kind of price differentials at first, but there are dozens if not hundreds of places where SpaceX has secured such savings. The equipment and SpaceX tend to be built out of readily available consumer electronics as opposed to space grade equipment used by others in this industry. SpaceX had to work for years to prove to NASA and that uh, the standard electronics have gotten uh, good enough to compete, to compete with the more expensive, specialized grade, clear, and trusted in the use path. A traditional aerospace has been doing things the same way for a very, very long time. Then, a former SpaceX engineer, the biggest challenge was convincing NASA to give something new a try and build it, a paper trail that showed the parts were this high enough quality. To prove that it's making the right choice up to the NASA and in such SpaceX will sometimes load a rocket with both the standard equipment and prototype of its own design for testing during flight. Testing during flight. Engineers then compare the performance characteristics of the device the devices. Once the SpaceX design capsule or outperforms the commercial products, it becomes the de facto hardware. Uh, there have there have also been numerous times when SpaceX has done pioneering work for advancing very complex hardware system. A classic example of this is one of the factories wider, wider looking con contraceptions, a tool throwing machine designed to form what's known as the frictions to welding. The machine allows SpaceX to automate the welding process for the massive sheets of metal like the, the ones that make up to the make up the bodies of Falcon rockets and arm takes one of the rocket body fans like lines it up against another body panel and then joins them together with a vent that could run twenty feet or more. Aerospace companies typically try to avoid welds whenever possible because they create weaknesses in the metal and that limited the size of metal sheets. Uh, they can use the forced other design constraints. From the early days of SpaceX, most pushed the companies to master the frictions to welding, in which a spinning hat is smashed at high speeds into the joint between two pieces of metal in a bit to make their uh, crystalline structure merge. It is it's as if you heated two sheets of aluminum foil. 
and then join them by putting your thumb down on the seam and twisting the metal together. This type of welding tends to result in much stronger bond than traditional welds. Companies have performed friction steel welding before, but not as structures as large as a rocket body, or to the degree of, of, to, of to which SpaceX has used the technique as a result of its strength and errors. SpaceX can now join large thin sheets of metal and shifts hundreds of pounds of the weight of the Falcon rocket and it's stable and it's able to use lighter weight alloys and avoid using uh, riptive fasteners and other support structure. Most competitors in the auto industry might soon need to do the same because SpaceX has transformed some of the uh, some of the able to make lighter, stronger cars. Technology has proven so valuable that SpaceX competitors have started to copy it and have tried to poach some of the company experts in the field. Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos, uh, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos, secretive rocket company, has been particularly aggressive, hiring away Ray uh, Mirakita, one of the world's foremost friction uh, steel welding experts, and in initiating a major rift with Marx. A Blue Origin does not. A blue Origin does these surgical strikes on specialized talent, offering like double their salaries. I think it's necessary and a bit and a bit rude. Blue Origin also hired a very large chunk of SpaceX propulsion team. Mark said. Uh, Mark said, within SpaceX, Blue Origin is a mockingly referred to the as BO and at the one point, the company created an email filter to detect messages with the blue and origin to block the fortunes. The relationship between Marks and Badges has sold, and they no longer chat about their secret ambitions of getting to Mars. I do think Jeff Badges has an instable desire to be King Badges. Marks said he has a relentless work ethic and wants to kill everything in e-commerce, but he is not the most fun guy, honestly. In the early days of SpaceX, most knew little about the machines and the amount of grunt work that goes into making rockets. He rebuffed requests to buy specialized tooling equipment onto the engineers and explained in clear terms why they needed certain things and until the experience of starting battle. Months also had yet master some of these management techniques for which he will become both famous and to some degree infamous. Musk told that CEO and rock experts occurred alongside SpaceX manufacturing SpaceX maturations as a company. At the start of the Falcon 1 journey, Musk was forceful software executive trying to learn some basic things about the very difficult world at Zip2 and PayPal. He felt comfortable standing up for his position and directing teams for co course. At SpaceX, he had to pick things up on the job. Uh, on the job, Marks initially relied on textbooks uh, to form a bulk of his rocketry knowledge. But as SpaceX hired and brilliant uh, person, uh, far after an hour, Marks realized he could tap into their stores of of stores of.
stone of knowledge. Point to be noted. Marx has taken uh, exception to the blue origin and Jeff Bezos filing for the patents uh, around reusable rocket technology as well. His patents is completely ridiculous, Marx said. People have proposed landing on a floating platform in the ocean for the half century. There is no chance whatsoever of the patent being upheld because there is a five digits of a prior out of the people who propose that six ways of spending in a fiction and non-fiction. It's like doctors uses green eggs and fucking ham. That's how many ways is being proposed. And the issue is doing it and like actually creating a rocket that can make that happen. He will trap an engineer in the SpaceX factory and set to work grilling him about a type of valve or a specialized material. I thought that at first that he was challenging me to see if I knew my stuff, said Kevin Morgan, one of the early engineers. Then I realized he was trying to learn things. He will quiz you until he learns 90% of what you know. People who have spent significant time with Mugs uh, will add uh, this to his abilities to absorb incredible quantities of information which near flawless recall. It's one of his most impressive and intimidating skills and seems to work just as well as in the present day as he, as it did when he was child vacuum books into his brain. After a couple of years running SpaceX, Mugs had turned into the aerospace expert on a level that few technology CEOs ever approached in their respective fields. He had he was teaching he was teaching us about the value of time and we were teaching him about the rocketry bargain sake. In regards to time, Mugs may well said more aggressive delivery targets were very difficult to make products than any executive in history. Both his employees and the public have found this to be one of the more jarring aspects of Monk's character. Elon has always been optimistic for Morgan's sake. That's a nice quote. He can be a downstream liar about when things need to get done. He will pick the most aggressive time schedule imaginable, assuming everything goes right, and then accelerate it by assuming that everyone can work harder. Monks has been pilloried by the press for setting and then missing product delivery dates. It's one of the habits that got him in the most trouble of SpaceX and Tesla try to bring their first product to market. Uh, time and again, Mugs found himself making a public appearances uh, where he had to come up uh, with a new batch of ex uh, executions for dealing. Rem uh, reminded about the initial 2002 target uh, date to fly the Falcon 1, Mugs acted shocked. Are you serious? He said, we said that, okay, that's ridiculous. I think I, think I just just did not know what they have I was talking about. The only thing I had prior experience in was software. And yeah, you can write a bunch of software, launch a website in a year, no problem. That's, this is not like software. It does not work that way with rocket. Mark simply cannot help himself. He is an optimist by nature. 
and he can and it can feel like he makes calculations for how long it will take to do something based on the idea that things will progress without flaw at every step and that all the members on his team have Moskian abilities and work ethics. As Borgin joked, Mugs might forecast how long a software project will take by timing the amount of seconds needed specifically to write a line of code and then extrapolating that out to match however many lines of code he expects, uh, he expects the final piece of software to be. It's an, it's an imperfect analogy but one that does not seem in the far off road from Mark's worldview. Everything he does is fast, Rob said. He, he be fast. It's like a fire hose, uh, three seconds and out. This, uh, he's authentically in a hurry. Asks about his approach, Mark said. I certainly don't try to set impossible goals. I think impossible goals are de demotivating. You don't want to tell people to go through a wall by begging their back, banging their hand against it. I don't ever set intentionally impossible goals, but I have certainly always been optimistic on time frames. I am trying to recalibrate to be a little more realistic. I don't assume that is just like hundred of me or something like that. I mean, in this case of the old SpaceX days, it will have been just like lack of understanding of what it takes to develop a rocket. In that case, I was off by say 200%. I think future programs might be off by anywhere from like 25% to 50% as opposed to 200%. So I think generally you do what uh, you do want to have have a timeline, but based on everything you know about the shadow show these X and you execute it towards that. But with the understanding that there will be all, all sort of things that you don't know about that you will encounter that will push the day beyond that. It does not mean that you should not have tried to aim for that date from the beginning because aiming for something else will have been an arbitrary time increases. It's different to say, well, what do you promise people because you want to try to promise people something that includes shadow margin. But in order to achieve the external promise schedule, you have got to have an internal schedule that's more aggressive than, than that. Sometimes you still mix the external side SpaceX, by the way, it's not alone here. Being late in the fur for the coast in our space industry, it's not a question of if it's late, it's how late will the program be. I don't think an aerospace program has been completed on time since bloody World War II. Hey guys, this is the end of episode or nine, part one. See you in the episode two. Uh, sorry, episode nine, part two. Thank you so much for being with me. Love you all.